Hello and welcome to These Simple Things Podcast. I am your host, Caroline Nichols, and I am so glad that you have joined me for episode two today. This is my very first interview ever, which is super exciting. It's with the fabulous Kendra Garrett, who is a mindset and accountability coach, and she locks arms with female entrepreneurs to flow gracefully through life's adversities without compromising business or personal growth. And... This conversation was so inspiring to me and just good for my soul. Like, it was just really sweet. So, I hope that you get as much out of this interview as I got, if not more. Um, So, without further ado, here is Kendra. Hey, Kendra. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, If you'll just tell us a little about yourself and uh, get into your story. Okay. So that's very loaded. So I will, like I was telling you before this, I will try not to just word vomit everything. But um, from goodness, we'll, we'll just start back. Let's see, almost 10 years ago when my husband and I got married. Well, first off, let me start a little bit before that. I am Kendra. I am a Christian, a wife, a mother to a beautiful four and a half year old. Well, he's almost five. And um, I run my own business. I lock arms with female entrepreneurs. Um, so they can flow gracefully through their own life adversities and challenges that we all have um, without compromising their entirety of their business and personal growth. Um, and I have become that because of the hardships and challenges that I have gone through over the last 10 years. And I feel that God has equipped me through those challenges to now be able to lock arms with the female entrepreneurs that I work with um, to help them in a relatable, real way, because I have lived through a lot of similar situations or exact situations that they have gone through. Um, So to touch base on those hardships, I will kind of just give you like the high points. And we might get into a little bit detail depending on kind of where you want this to go. But yeah. Um. About 10 years ago, my husband and I got married and we wanted to start a family. We thought fairly quickly, uh, God had different plans and mm-hmm. uh, we struggled getting pregnant for a while. Uh, we ended up getting into fertility treatments, IUI, intrauterine insemination. Um, we went through, oh goodness, let me think of the numbers here. We went through three rounds. We got pregnant Um. told all of our family around the holiday time when we were back home see all our family and close friends. And then a week after we got back, first week of January, uh, this would have been 2018, we experienced our first miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, devastating. So this is where like, I kind of flow through these things as if they were very hard in the moment. And, and like, right. if anyone's dealing with these things, like, I don't want it to be like, I'm just glossing over this as like a touch point right. that I went through this and went through it. And I'm fine. At, like, I'm just touching on the high points because of, you know, time and and making sure that we're efficient with our time and all of that. Um, so anyway, yes, devastating to say the least, anyone who experiences that my heart wholly goes out to you. Um, so anyway, we got back into IUI treatments. We went through four more rounds and that is whenever we got pregnant with Jameson and he was born in March of 2019. Oh, he's just, he's so fun. You know, so joyful, happy, such a blessing and a miracle. I truly believe if every baby is a miracle, I, I truly believe that. Yeah. And even through fertility treatments, side note here, our doctors told us like, 
it's actually really hard to get pregnant. People sometimes think that it's easy and it is easier for, for others than some. Right. Well, like, it, it truly is a miracle whenever babies are formed. Like, that it, it's just, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So let's see, that would have been 2019. Okay. So after he, let's see, 2020. So we were also in the middle of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, so I used to be an insurance agent that I worked many years up to becoming Do you? That. My um, husband's an insurance. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh. Small. Cool. Which I, I still I have my license. I keep that up because I'm like, I work darn hard for that. Yes. But it's as odd <laughs> as it sounds. Like I love knowing about insurance. That's anyway, awesome. but after having Jameson and I was like one woman office, so I was able to take him to work with me. And I thought this is going to be great. Then with a the newborn, I was like, hmm. I think I was a little naive in what I imagined it would look like because I was mm-hmm. also nursing and I was, you know, like shutting down my office every hour, you know, or 15 minutes to nurse him, all this stuff, taking everything with me from home to off. It was chaotic to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I had found freelancing world through the free mama, which I know both of us are familiar with. Right. Um, whenever he was, oh, gonna just a couple of months old. And, um, I just kind of started dabbling in like, oh, like maybe this could be like a side thing. Cause we also needed to make uh, financial ends meet. And, um, eventually it was about, well, let's see, it was May of 2020 that I decided we were reading. It was actually through the free mom. It was the very first book club in Jennifer Allwood's fear is not the boss of you. And yes. I keep this quote next to me. And this is going to sound so morbid, but it is literally what made me decide to go full fledged into freelancing, like stop being wishy-washy of like going back and forth from insurance agency and side hustle and like all these things yes. he said right or wrong make a decision the world is paved with flat squirrels who couldn't make up their mind literally keep it on my desk to this day. so I, that is I was good like, oh. it was in like chapter two or three one of the first chapters of like the heading because she had a quote i think at the beginning of each chapter I was like okay like i need to stop like wondering what I'm going to, you know, am I going to sell my agency and do this full time? Or am I going to, you know, put more into insurance because I had so many years in it already, but it also was not fulfilling me. Like as a person, I was miserable in all honesty. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I decided, I was like, okay, like, I don't want to be a black squirrel in the middle. Um, And that has been a quote that I will go back to of whenever I'm going back and forth and like pros and cons, pros and cons, pros and cons, which those are good to make. I'm a planner. I do that. But at some point, I'm like, just make a daggum decision. If it's wrong, well, then I'll change it. So that has kind of. Ooh, that is for me, girl. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that has been kind of like a guiding quote for me. Um, anytime I'm like back and forth on something, it's like, just go with it. It's not going to be the end of the world. I don't want to be a flat squirrel. I want to be on one side or the other. And if I need to cross the road again, I can. That is so um, good. Anyway, so that was May of 2020. And we decided to sell my insurance agency. And it was about, gosh, just a few weeks later, uh, my husband got offered to uh, have a, a move across the state. He's a state park manager and uh, a Romano State Park, if you're from Oklahoma, that's where we live. Aww. And that is also where I'm from. So we were able to actually move back to where and my parents live here, all of that. But it was also that's awesome. summer of 2020 in the middle of COVID. <laughs> And at that same time, we were like, okay, well, you know, Jameson is a little over a year at this point. We want to start fertility treatments again for our next baby. Yeah. So that was in, and we were changing fertility centers since we moved. So figuring all of that out. Um, and we went through one IUI round and we got pregnant. 
we were like, oh my gosh, like, you know, such even more of a miracle that it happened after only one time. Yeah. Uh, however, that one fairly quickly after that, um, our first miscarriage was around 10, 11 weeks. Our second one was about seven, eight weeks. That was our, our second miscarriage that we had. And uh, we didn't start treatments for a while after that. Um, it was about, oh gosh, I want to say about a year. Yeah, it was about a year later. Um, about August of 21, we started up again and we went through two more rounds of IUI. We were in our second round of that fertility treatment and uh, felt a lump on my neck. Literally, so I was just on a team meeting with one of the clients I was working with. I used to always wear a necklace. And all of a sudden I just felt a lump on my neck, like, huh, that shouldn't be there. Or like, it's just like odd, which I have had swollen yeah. lymph nodes before, just, you know, allergies and dehydration or whatever that might be. And I was like, okay, like maybe that's it. Since we're in fertility treatments though, I know thyroid has a lot to do with hormones and getting pregnant and all that. So I mentioned it to our fertility doctor. Uh, she, you know, long process had to start back with my primary care physician to get her tested and referred and all of these things that ended up, I mean, it went very quickly. So that was September um, by mid-October going through all the, the scans, the blood work, the ultrasounds, the CAT scan, like all of the biopsy of um, the big mass on my neck, plus a couple of lymph nodes on my right side. I was diagnosed with metastatic capillary thyroid cancer. It's full, but so metastatic is spreading. I didn't know that. Maybe you do, or your listeners do. I did not know that. So it wasn't just in my thyroid. It had also spread into all of my lymph nodes on the right side of my neck. So by November, so this is like in September, we're in fertility treatments. By November 15th, 17th, mid-November, I had an entire like full thyroidectomy. So removed my entire thyroid and removed all of my lymph nodes on the right side because everything was cancerous. Yeah. So pretty major surgery there. Um, and then January, let's see, this would have been January 22. I went through a radioactive iodine treatment, which is um, a very potent pill that made yeah. me literally radioactive. Um, so I couldn't like Jameson had to leave our house because he was so young to not okay. know that he couldn't be near me or touch me. So yeah, yeah. we had to be apart for a week, um, seven to 10 days, I think is what it was. So somewhere in there. Um, he stayed like, which this is what's crazy is I never dreamed of coming back to my hometown, but whenever we did like God put those things in place because like my parents are still here and I cannot imagine going through all of that with a one to two year old and having to manage all of those appointments, like without them here to be able to say, Hey, like I've got this appointment. Can you watch him? Or Hey, like I'm tired and need a meal or whatever, which I mean, my husband's around, but he also has a job. Right. Um, so it was just, God put that in place before, you know, cause I mean, we moved in June, July, 2020. Well, let's see, it would have been um, a little over a year after that is whenever my cancer diagnosis happened. But even with fertility treatments, they were a help just for those few that we were in while around them because we had a kid now that we also needed help with taking care of while we go do fertility treatments again. So anyway, like there, there are blessings throughout these challenges. And that is what I encourage anyone to do their best to focus on because the hardships can really be um, just like drowning. Like they can make you feel like you're drowning in them. And um, it was oftentimes the, those blessings, like the, the sl- silver lining of, of hope and light that I had to focus on to literally like keep my head above water. Um, but anyway, so I was diagnosed, went through the treatment 
And then a couple of months after that, they actually found more cancer um, towards the back of my spine. So summer of 22, uh, I went through another surgery that they went through the same incision, but they went through my vocal cords and everything to the back of my neck near my spine where they were laying. And my vocal cords were, were severely affected where for a little over three months, I could barely whisper. And whenever I said like, it's not a loud whisper that you can do like sitting at a dinner table. Like it was, right. it was rough. And even my son at the time would start whispering back to me just because he's like, that's how mom, mom talks. Like was, yeah, it wasn't like a sad thing. It was just like, this is what, what we do. Um, oh. It was so sweet, but, um, but I, and I love to sing, like I've grown up on the worship team. I've done yes. adulthood. So that was, that was honestly probably one of the roughest things is that I couldn't talk or sing. It was just real for a long period, long three months is right. not long in the scheme of things, but just a day to day, it was not getting better. And I was getting very anxious and just scared really yeah. that I wasn't going to have my voice back. Right. So anyway, we went a, um, so I went through another surgery, just a, a small procedure uh, to repair my vocal cords or, or like temporarily help mm-hmm. it it was hopefully healing because it could take up to a year to, to heal. So, um, anyway, so that vocal cord procedure, it did help. It has healed almost fully. Like like there's, there's another, um, permanent surgery that I could go through. I'm just, I'm not ready for that just yet. Um, because actually, so after we went through surgery in 22, um, let's see, we went through, Oh gosh. So 23, I had an, more cancer popped up a little bit lower towards my trachea. So I had another surgery in summer of 23 to remove that. And we are, um, I had pretty good results in, let's see, end of July. So about six weeks post-op in, post-op in 23. Um, however, in November 23, my cancer tumor marker level increased very slightly. So um, we're not necessarily out of the woods yet. And according to my surgeon and my endocrinologist, so that's kind of, we were really hoping we would actually be cleared to start fertility treatments again. Um, However, we have not, not been up until this point. Doesn't mean that cancer is still there, but it also doesn't mean that it's not. So um, we're just right now kind of in a waiting period that is frustrating for me to do. In all honesty, like it is very hard for me to wait. Um, And I don't, I don't think God calls us to wait where that means we're not taking any action. I think there are action steps we can take while in the waiting, um, Mm -hmm. while we hope, like just have that, like awaiting his hope um, throughout that season and what we can do to share our message, share our story, like inspire others. Because like when other people could wholeheartedly be in a challenge right now, I can relate to to that. I this is where I think God has equipped me through these to share yeah. my story. That is one thing that I want to make sure I am telling my story so people never feel like they're alone. Because at the beginning of our infertility journey in our first miscarriage, we felt very alone. Like what is wrong with us? We didn't know how common it was. Mm-hmm. We also didn't talk about it much. Like it w- it was something that we just shared with our church small group. Like we wanted to surprise our family of pregnancy and all of this. So we didn't talk about it. But as soon as we started talking about it, we realized it's it's more common than we realized. As unfortunate as that is, doesn't make right. it any easier. But at least let us know that we didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't something that we did that caused our infertility or our miscarriage. 
and that other people could help comfort us during those seasons because they had been there themselves. Um, And now that's what I want to make sure that I'm doing for others through all of, all of the stuff that I've gone through and I'm still going through. Yeah. Um, And then we're recommended if we are able to do fertility treatments again, um, we will be going through in vitro fertilization because health history and everything, the chances are, and you know, my medication with no thyroid now, like there's a lot of risks that go with that. Um, so, so like there's risks of, because of my cancer history, there's risks due to the thyroid medication. There's risks due to, we've already had two miscarriages. There's risks to even having to go through fertility treatments. So, um, it's not like I'm just out of the woods of hardships. And I don't think that is how our life ever will be. Like we are not guaranteed that we will never encounter conflict. God actually says, you know, like when you do, mm, so it's, it's not about yeah. if, but I'm when, so as long as I, and, and throughout all of those challenges, um, I mean, I had to learn to hang on for dear life. And that was, I mean, God was my lifeline still is like, in a, and I hope and pray that he always will be. And I stay true to that. But um, I, I don't know how anyone could make it through without him mm-hmm. um, because I, I sure could not have there. And there were, and still I have really hard days sometimes with a lot of things and, and not having a second child by this point. And right. is the, can't do I, will I have, you know, a, what would this be a, a fifth surgery now just due to cancer? Like, is yeah. there, I don't know. And if there is, how am I going to get through it? Literally my only answer is Jesus. <laughs> like that's, that's how I'm going to get through it. Um, but I also want to, you know, share my joys and things like that through those hardships, not just focus on, like I was saying earlier, the, the bad, cause that can, that can really hinder you and that can keep you down and throughout all of this. So I actually, um, I eventually through freelancing, you know, I tested a few things of what I wanted to do. And I eventually landed on Facebook and Instagram ad, ad management for about a couple of years. And it was whenever I was diagnosed um, with cancer in October of 21 that I actually signed up just a couple weeks later for a coaching program because I got tired of waiting for my life to take flight. I was so tired of it. Like I was waiting to have another baby. I was waiting for all of these things, waiting right. then for, for cancer to pass. Like, how long is that going to take? I was still got, like, I didn't know that I was like, I'm done waiting. I don't really know what that next step is, but I'm going to find help to get there. And I thought at that time it was going to be growing an ad agency. When in reality, about six months later, I was turning it around or maybe even less, I was turning it into a coaching business. And that's where I'm at now. Here we are two years later into a coaching business that I had no inkling of of an idea that that's where God was leading me when I first got diagnosed and signed up for this, this other coaching program with, with Lauren Golden, our our free model leader. But, uh, so it's, that's, it kind of goes back to that same quote of right or wrong, make a decision. I got tired of waiting. I was like, what can I can, what can I control and take action on and then do my best to surrender the rest to God? Like I can't deal with so, like I can't control so many other things, but what can I control? And that is how I was still able to move forward and grow in my personal growth with my personal relationship with God and in my business, even with all of the hardships hitting very hard. Now, did I grow as fast as I wanted to in my business? No. Yeah. I still grew. And, and I am still growing and I am still, I feel like fulfilling the purpose that God has placed on my life right now in this season. Yeah. So, all of that in a kind of large nutshell. 
Wow. Okay, so I had heard like some of your story, but the like hearing all of it. Wow. Like that's amazing. It's it's amazing and painful and terrifying and also incredibly just inspiring. Like just your viewpoint on like okay, like I'm not going to wait around like I'm going to go like just make a decision and and yeah. go. Well, in my even if I look back and this encourages me now because it has been a couple of years. If I had waited, like, okay, let's say I waited on my cancer diagnosis and didn't move forward, I would literally still be in that space. And we're over two two years now later. And so I'm just like, wow, I want to sound humble here, but I am very proud of myself yeah. for saying no more. I have waited long enough. Let's do this. Let's do what I can. Yeah. And surrender the rest. Um and I continue to do my best to make those decisions still to this day. So oh my goodness. Okay. So I remember at Free Mama Live back in the spring. Um I remember a group of ladies were like, we gotta go get a picture with Kendra because she's our because she's our coach. <laughs> <laughs> and I was what? like, I was like, that's so fun. Do it. What did you say? She's our what? Our coach. Oh, our like, coach. Yes, yes. yes. A group of ladies. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's cool. And yeah. then this is almost like a full circle, full full circle moment for me because I'm like, like now I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So what's funny about that is, so it was in February of 22 that I launched my very first group coaching program called Unlock Your Full Potential, like eight week program. And then those ladies actually ended up wanting to stay on with me in a monthly membership, most of which I still have to this day. And it was, we were able to, to get together because that was at, they, let's see, they had just finished or were about to finish that eight week program. Um, whenever we all saw each other at Free Mama Live in person and all of us were there. So it was just such an amazing time. We have weekly group meetings that we were able to do there in person. Like I scheduled like just earlier before all of the other sessions, we were able to just do our own thing, grab coffee early one morning for, for our weekly group group coaching session. Yay. It was amazing. It was so, like I would do things in person as often as I can <laughs> with any of the any of those ladies. So yeah, it's wonderful. That's incredible. Oh, and all because you're like, I'm not, I'm not waiting anymore. Like I'm done. Like I have to, I have to pivot because I'm sure that you hit a point where you're like, okay, like I have to set the agency aside. Right. And then. So, so that is a good, so I never like was like cold Turkey done with age. I actually still have one agency client that I love working with, but I still work with to this day. I'm not promoting myself as that any longer but we have a great relationship I love the team I love that aspect of it mm-hmm. while also growing my coaching business that that agency client fully knows and supports we talk about all the time mm-hmm. so and I also want to point out here that so in November 21 is whenever I signed up for this coaching program 22 was just rough like figuring things out mm-hmm. I did have some one-on-one coaching clients I had a coaching program that I offered at the end of 2022 that 
I say quote failed because I learned a lot of things. I had no one sign up is where I say that, but I learned so much more. That was in holiday season of 22 and it, or excuse me, holiday season 21. And then it was February of 22 that I launched that program that has been, I think very successful with multiple rounds going through that, but it was not an overnight thing. That's what I'm trying to point out is that it was, did I say those dates accurately? I don't think like, I, did. I don't know anything after anyway, 2020 just runs together in my mind. So I know. I'm like, I don't know where I'm at at this point. But what I want to say is before my group coaching program was offered and sold, actually, like in multiple rounds gone through, it was over a year whenever I made that decision to say, like, I'm going to take control and do something where there were other things, obviously, along the way of those one on one clients and things like that that I was working with. But it, it was that group coaching program that I feel like kind of catapulted my business over, over the course of, is that, is that right? Let's see. Okay. Well, that would be the course. Yeah. Course of this 2023 year. Good night. My, yeah, my dates are running together, but what I want to make point, make a point of to all of the listeners is that whenever you make a decision, it does not mean that things are going to change drastically the very next day. It takes time and effort and work and dedication to get there. And the willingness to say, yes, I'm going to stick this out. This is the decision that I made until it no longer feels good to you or that you are on the path that God has called you to. Like, that's my thing is like, as long as you're answering the the calling that you feel God has placed in your heart, yeah, you're golden. That is success oh, to me. So. so good. Oh, it's all so good. I'm like, we could talk for like three more hours. I feel like. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, thank you so much for letting me interview you. This has been so fun. Oh. And so just, oh, just good for my soul. So well, thank you for letting me come on and share my story to make sure others do not feel like they're alone. And I want to say like, if anyone wants to reach out to me one-on-one yeah. for, to pray for you, whatever you've got, like, I am here for that. Please don't be afraid to reach out to me. Facebook is yeah. the best place to find me send me a message wing check all right and i'll put your i'll put your info in the show notes too so all righty well this has been so good thank you so much for joining me today i so enjoyed interviewing kendra and i hope you enjoyed listening in if you would like to reach out to Kendra personally, I'm going to put a link down below in the show notes. And so you can contact her to just say, hey, thank you um, for sharing your story. Uh, uh, just a note as simple as that, I know will mean so much to her. And just a little bit more about how Kendra and I met. Um, we met through the Free Mama Movement, which... I found the Free Mama Movement about five years ago, and it just opened my eyes to this world of online business, and so I started my virtual assistant business from taking after taking Lauren's course, and from there, I started designing websites, and so then one thing has led to another, and it somehow led me here, so... Um, 
so yeah, so if you want to learn more about that, just the the mission behind the Free Mama Movement is to make sure that mothers don't have to choose between family and financial stability. And so it's just a really sweet um, community just full of so many very intentional and um, just go-getters. I mean, it's just, it's really full of really precious souls. So if you want to learn more about that, I'm going to put a link down in the show notes as well. And I look forward to talking with you next week. I have no clue what's coming next week. So we will see where the Lord leads. We'll talk to you later. Bye.